0: Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sportscast, and we are presented by the Fanboys. All right, guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sports Cast. And as of right now, I might be doing this as a solo show. So just bear with me and we'll get through this. Um, John Roberts might join me here in a little bit. Um, he messaged me a little bit ago and said he had something kind of pop up. So, um, but that he might be able to come in after about 20, 30 minutes. So, he might pop in for us. I'm not real sure. I'm kind of hoping he does. Going to do some baseball stuff. I was going to open the show with that with John Roberts because he's kind of my baseball guru. So, but uh, now I think I'm going to hold off on that. But, anyways, welcome to College Sports Cast. <clears throat> I am at Bluegrass Brads, it's where I run this business. And We are a sponsor now of College SportsCast and the Fanboys. Um, So you can come get you an Angus beef burger or an ice cream cone or a snow cone. Uh, Right up here we've got uh, strawberry shortcake or mango tango. (laughs) You know, they're tasty. That's all I'm going to say. All right, so we'll get to some stuff here for you guys. I'm going to open the show with uh, talking about one of our. Try to get one of these up on the screen for you guys. Hang on just a minute. I thought these were added to the list, but they are not. So that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> live on the air. Oops, my bad. Hey, there we go. All right, so first one I'll pop up here is our True Victory. Please check out our True Victory. It's going to pop up there to the right of the screen on me there. And uh, our True Victory is a Veteran-owned, first responder-owned, um, sportswear, and you can go online do some shopping there. They got some really cool stuff. I got a new shirt. A couple of the fanboys guys got some new stuff. Um, you can pick your team colors, and it's got True Victory and Are You True and uh, Paul Skeens, who is a star LSU pitcher. Pitcher is a brand ambassador for them um, and they have a whole collection of his stuff um, along with uh, a few other uh, softball star and another baseball guy. Um, check them out. You can scan that QR code at the right of the screen. It'll go right to the shop. And when you go to the checkout part, put in our promo code to fanboys for a 15% discount. Get you... 15% off, and if you sh- spend over $99, you get free shipping. So you can't beat that. One last thing I'll tell you about it. They have a digital gift card. Father's Day is coming up. You don't, you don't even have to ship it anywhere or anything like that. You can just uh, give him the code, and he can use his digital gift card. And buy whatever he wants for Father's Day. Be pretty cool, pretty cool idea. And you get 15% off of it. So you got they got a ten dollar one, a twenty-five dollar one, a fifty dollar one, or a hundred dollar one, and you can get fifteen percent off. So not a bad deal. <clears throat> All right, guys. So I'm gonna open the show since I'm doing this by myself. I'm going to open the show. I was going to close the show with this. um, But since John's not here and he might show up later, I'm just going to go ahead and open the show um, with the current state of Kentucky basketball. So I am uh, watching just like everybody else as a fan, but also – Dabbing into the media world as well, I just rushed to put out an SEC article, um, and I'll get to that here in a few minutes too, but uh, I want to start out the show with the Kentucky basketball stuff. So, Kentucky basketball has a um, July foreign trip that they're going to take. They have been invited by Canada to be part of a Team USA thing, and there's a Team Canada and a couple of other uh, countries that are coming. Mexico, I think, is one or something. Anyway, there's a couple of other countries that is coming as well. Kentucky is the Team USA thing. It starts July 12th. <clears throat> they will be practiced for this at least two weeks in advance, there always is, for these summer um, foreign trips. So we're looking at a month away at best. Four weeks. Kentucky has a roster of seven scholarship players. And I guess what's most concerning, so I was going to go through some of the – NBA decision. So, yesterday was the deadline for the NBA draft decisions whether you're going to stay in the draft or return to school. Over the last two or three days, it is unbelievable the amount of kids who are returning to schools, returning to their school. Uh, There's a few in the transfer portal. Um, I'm going to say six, eight or so of these kids that were um, declared for the draft that actually was in the transfer portal, and there's going to be a few of these kids that you can pick up in the transfer portal. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But so most of these schools are getting players back. I mean, you look around the country, and just in the SEC, Arkansas, and Mississippi is, and LSU is, and Alabama is, and um, Tennessee is. And, you know, so I mean, you look around, you look around the entire country, and I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, Yukon is, and Villanova is, and I mean, it is all over the country. Creighton is getting a couple of big guys back. San Diego State's getting a guy back. I mean, just about every team across the country, it seems, is getting a return player back into their system to play again. Kentucky's having trouble with that, guys. And I'm not here to be... To tell you that the sky is completely fallen. I'm not telling you that. <clears throat> but there is some clear writings on the wall, and Cal is having a very hard time correcting them. Over the last three or four years, there's been a huge difference in the amount of players that are wanting to come to Kentucky especially current college players. He still has a great freshman class coming in. There's five of them, and we got two kids back. Eight are confirmed leaving, and and Reeves might transfer too. That would be nine that is going to leave our program. Nine kids. Um, we have a clear problem that uh, these kids don't want to come back and play for Kentucky. Reeves is claiming that he wants to make sure that his role and he's going to have enough playing time in NIL, he's at Kentucky. Kentucky shouldn't have to worry about the NIL stuff. And on top of that, he just finished a season where he was the second leading scorer on the team. There's only seven scholarship players, two of them he played in front of last year, probably had the second or third most minutes, and he's worried about his role and his playing time. Something's not right with that picture. Same thing happened last year. We had Bryce Hopkins, who was ahead of Lance Ware, would have, would have played ball, had a, had a good season at UK, was was lined up to be a player, would have probably played in front of Chris Livingston, to be honest with you. Chris Livingston only averaged 6.2 points a game. Bryce Hopkins would have, would have been that or better. Absolutely, at Kentucky. He probably would have played in front of him. Door was wide open. Guess what? Bryce Hopkins, after being here for one year, didn't want to be here. He wanted to go somewhere else. Brooks, Keon Brooks, he said, I've had enough. Can't get nothing done. He was a starter, starting four. Decide, now nah, I've had enough. I'm not gonna deal with it. And he wants to get out of Kentucky. Antonio Reeves says, Ah, well, we've been transferred here a year, and you know what? I don't I really want to make sure that my role's okay. What? This is Kentucky, guys. We shouldn't have these issues. These kids are they're they're pouring in to Arizona, to Arkansas, to Alabama. To Villanova, to UConn, St. John's, even with with Patino. Go look around the country; kids are pouring in. Arizona's pulling off top transfers after top transfers, and Tommy Lloyd's got some players. I'm just telling y'all, there is a clear and present danger going on in the Kentucky program. It's been going on for a few years. And right this minute, June 1st, the day after the NBA draft deadline, college deadline, you have to sit here and you have to wonder, What's this roster going to look like? How many kids are we going to have that are even going to be able to make this trip the 1st of July? To practice and make this trip. We're just a few weeks away. And we should be preparing for the season. That's what this summer foreign trips and stuff is for. Calipari has a huge problem. And he's not been able to fix it over the last three or four years. And I'm just letting you guys know, that something has to be done. Matter of fact, the writing's on the wall. If something doesn't change fairly soon, I think we're going to see a change at the top of Kentucky's program, just to be honest with you. I just don't see how, at this point, I don't see how we could not. This is Kentucky. We are Kentucky basketball. Kids don't pour into Arizona and Villanova over top of Kentucky. That's not normal. Maybe Duke, maybe Kansas, maybe North Carolina. Yes, times changed a little bit but it ain't changed that much. You go look at Duke and Kansas and see if they're still getting kids. Kansas just land Hunter Dickinson. Kentucky has an issue. Kentucky has a problem. Calipari needs to somehow figure out a way to fix it or... The state of Kentucky and the Commonwealth and the university is going to have to make a change. Matter of fact, today, Mitch Barnhart come out in one of those famous, I'm backing my guy up statements. That's how bad it's getting, and it doesn't look good. Those are those statements where you're like, ah, that's that, you know, oh, you know, famous, I'm backing my guy, wink, wink, you know? But, uh, and that's what it looked like. That's what it reminded me of. So, anyways, that's where we're at and with Kentucky basketball and we don't have hardly any of the amount of players that a team needs. We've battled injuries for the last three, four years, and we have no room for injuries whatsoever, period, none. Um, and basically going to have zero bench, which is the way Calipari likes it. Beginning to wonder if it's not planned for him to only have seven players. That's all he wants to play anyway. But – which is ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. But anyways, hopefully, we'll see a change and we'll see a difference and Kentucky can land. I wrote an article. Arthur from Creighton, Kaluma and Grant Nelson withdrew, just like I said they I thought they would from the NBA draft. And they're in the transfer portal and they and they are available. And Kentucky better be getting off their ass and and, and landing these kids from Creighton and North Dakota State. Nothing wrong with their programs, not saying that, but kids like that ought to just die to have Kentucky come calling. If they're not, again, we have an issue, a clear issue. 100%. 100%. Antonio Reeves, you're at Kentucky. You should not have to worry about your playing time when you're coming off of a season where you averaged the second most points on the team. That shouldn't be a thing. All right, guys. I'm going to switch to something else, but I had to have a little bit of a rant here on Kentucky. There's been a lot of talk about stuff. Um, So I have my uh, True Victory up on the screen. Check them out. Scan that QR code to the right of the screen. All you have to do is scan it. It'll take you right to the online shop. You can choose men's, women's accessories. They have lots of different stuff there for you to look at and for you to choose and shop with. And when you get to the checkout, put in the fanboys for a 15% discount. Now, the SEC meetings were this week, and I think they concluded today and just a couple of hours ago in Miramar, Florida, Miramar Beach. And at the end of it, they announced – Um, a schedule and I just rushed to get a story out for Stadium Rant and it is live. Go to Stadium Rant, check out my SEC schedule for 2024 article. Um, It was just announced a couple of hours ago. They are keeping an eight game schedule and doing away with divisions for 2024. It is a one year deal that they have agreed on because Originally, Texas and Oklahoma wasn't supposed to come to 25. They are now coming in 2024, a year early. Most of the SEC schools had already committed uh, money to uh, a lot of these other non-conference schools to fill their schedule, and almost all of them had their 2024 four teams' non-conference schedules filled up so they're going to keep that schedule for at least a year. Um, The eight-game schedule is supposed to be one permanent rival and then seven and seven in non-divisions. You're going to break up the rest of the 14, and your team will play seven one year and seven the next. So you still are going to rotate – and play each team every play each team at home and away in 4 years so that's the way that's the way that the the uh, 8 game schedule is supposed to work now what they're going to do is they're going to put this schedule together They're actually announced that they are going to have a a reveal show on SEC Network, June 14th, by the way, in primetime. So check it out, June 14th in primetime. They are going to reveal the 2024 schedule, the two teams versus each other. There won't be dates and there won't be times, but they're going to reveal who is playing who and they're going to make a big deal out of it because Texas and Oklahoma is going to be included. There's 16 teams and it's June 14th. It's supposed to be in prime time. My guess is it'll be seven, eight o'clock. I don't, I, I didn't see a time yet, uh, but they did announce a reveal show for their schedule and it's in 13 days. June 14th is when it is. Um, And they're going to make a big deal out of it. And check out my Stadium Rant article. Please go to Stadium Rant. Check out college sports or SEC articles. Um, I write college sports articles, so you can go to the college sports tab. And everything that I write is going to be under there. I either write college sports articles, SEC articles, or Kentucky articles. Big Blue Nation, I'm writing some of those as well. So, I rushed to get this one out today. So, check it out. Um, the SEC is keeping an eight game schedule for 2024. And then they're going to re examine. Um, another thing is, is, 2024 is the new expanded playoffs. They want to kind of see what the you know, how that's going to play out for the SEC um, and if playing an extra game is going to help knock out a couple of teams. I think they're kind of worried about that as well. So um, extending this out one year, I, I really and truthfully, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't extend this out for two years. That's just – that's not what was announced today, guys. That is my thinking that's how I've been thinking that will happen. This was supposed to be a seven. You placed one rival and then seven and then seven the next year. Then you're going to swap home and aways every other year with these teams. And I, my guess is, is they would do that at least two years so you could play each team before they went. Um, and changed anything up. That, that'd be my guess, but I don't know that for sure. Right now, it is set just for 2024. That's what they voted on today. And they also done the reveal show June 14th in primetime on SEC Network. So that's going to be kind of fun. Everybody should want to tune into that and uh, just find out what the new SEC is going to look like. That's what I say. Excuse me. Everybody Everybody's going to want to know what that is going to look like, I believe, with the new SEC, basically. So, uh, you know, that's what we've got here is the new SEC. All right. So from here, guys, I'm going to go and talk about the Real Fresh Channel with Howie. Um, we are on on Sunday nights when we do our Sunday night shows. We've been taking a little break from holidays and Easter and Mother's Day and Memorial Day. and uh, Father's Day is coming up. And so <clears throat> we've been taking a little bit of break um, on our Sunday shows. But Howie's got lots of stuff on his channel. I'll let him kind of tell you about it. And here we go.
1: Hey, I am Hal Fresh here to tell you about the Real Fresh channel. That's right, youtube.com slash the Real Fresh channel. We are a network aiming to bring you various content each and every day, different types of podcasts, different type of content, Uh, anything from college sportcast uh, and fresh takes for some sports. We also got You Want to Do What? We got the wrestling corner. We got live streams. Just go over to youtube.com slash the real fresh channel and hit us up today.
0: Thank you for uh, checking it out. Appreciate your time. All right, guys, that was Howie Fresh from the real fresh channel, and he is part of the fanboys and let's talk sports and sideline sports as well. Uh, Which is another thing that I need to talk about real quick. So um, we are now part of Sideline Sports. And that's because we are featured on Let's Talk Sports. And they just had a little merger joining Sideline Sports. There is a new channel that you can watch there's going to be up to like 200 podcasts just like myself with College Sportscast that is all sports shows. I mean, anything and everything you can imagine. I mean, from from New York teams to L.A. teams to to Toronto Maple Leafs and hockey and and, and wrestling. And I mean, anything and everything that you can think of. There's going to be, I mean, of course, NFL and NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball and all kinds of college sports as well. They'll be on there, so check them out. Um, They also have YouTube pages. You can check them out, Uh, but I was trying to see here real quick if I can give you guys... <clears throat> Strim dot com com Sideline Sport. And It's going to be a 24-7 channel, and you can catch all of these um, shows and podcasts, and they're going to run constantly, 24-7. Once we get the channel up and running, it did start today, today June 1st. It started actually today, this channel, and I think they got it loaded up for today from like three in the morning till like midnight tonight, the very first day, eventually it's going to run 24 seven. Um, and I'm sure they're loading up more today. So, uh, but I wanted to put that out there that that's something new and exciting that we are doing here at college sports cast and being a part of. So, uh, I wanted to, uh, Talk about that. Bring that up for you guys, and then we're going to get to some NBA college draft decisions that happened, um, and I will talk about some of this stuff. Uh, and this is part of the reason why I was talking about Kentucky stuff earlier, is because seem like every team in the country. Um, got players back except for Kentucky. Oscar Shebway staying in the draft, Chris Livingston staying in the draft. Livingston's not a surprise at all. Oscar kind of is. Uh, he you know, I he was I I thought he was 50-50 somewhere in that range that he might stay, he might go. I wasn't real sure. Um, but He did not. He's electing to stay in the draft. So I'm going to try to get to some of this. All right. So Tyron Lawrence, who announced yesterday that he is coming back to college, was in the transfer portal. And instead of transferring, he announced today that he is going back to and returning to Vanderbilt. So that's actually another SEC team that is getting a return player. Um, he was in the transfer portal. He announced yesterday's staying in the draft. And. Then today he announced that he is returning to Vanderbilt. So there's there's a, a, a bit of a news there today. Um to Paul had somebody staying in the draft last night, late. He was one of the last ones. Um but late last night he opted to stay. Nick on, on Jinda is what it looks like his last name is. Um, but he was one of the last ones last night. Damian Ball from TCU decided to stay in the draft last night. He was a late... Um, Decidee right before midnight. Dylan Mitchell um, withdrew his name from the NBA draft and was and is returning to Texas. It's big news because he was actually projected as a first round pick. Dylan Mitchell was, according to Jonathan Giovanni, who is an NBA Draft e- Express guy. So uh, according to him, that's what he does. Is So he was projected as a first-rounder. Armand Franklin from Virginia is just staying in the draft. They did get uh, Beckman back, Beekman, Beckman, whatever his name is. I'll have to look it up here in a minute. Um, but uh, they did get him back. Jordan Walsh from Arkansas is staying in the draft last night. Chase Audige from Northwestern is staying in the draft. Coleman Hawkins is going to return to Illinois. Yuri Collins from St. Louis. Is staying in the NFL draft or NFL, the NBA draft this time. Um, Zach Eady is coming back to Purdue. Huge player of the year. Oscar done it last year and returned. And then this will be the second year in a row that the player of the year has returned to college basketball. Um, so, you know, look for them to. Really be a good team with uh, Zach Eady back in Purdue. Anton Watson is coming back to Gonzaga, returning to Gonzaga, which is huge news for Mark Few and Gonzaga. Judah Mintz is returning to Syracuse. Devonte Davis is returning to Arkansas. Huge for them. Like I said, Chris Livingston staying in the draft. Trey Alexander is returning to Creighton. You put that with um. And it's big, big news for Creighton. trying to think. Colt Brenner is returning as well. Um, So they have two big-time guys that are returning, and they're going to be a really, really solid team in the Big East next year, even with the departure of Kalua and um, Nimhard. So – you know they lost a couple of guys, but they're getting some really key guys back, um, and so they're they're going to be tough. Deron Holmes is returning to Dayton. Andre Jackson Jr. from Yukon is staying in the staying in the draft. He is listed as the number 32nd pick in ESPN's latest mock draft. Villanova's Hakeem Hart is returning to school. He is a transfer from Maryland, but he's going to Villanova. Illinois' Terrence Shannon Jr. is returning to Illinois. Big time Big Ten news gives gives them a um, top notch player potential. You know, All American, first, second, third team All American. Terry Shannon Jr. is next year. Gonzaga's Malachi Smith is staying in the draft. Here's Virginia. Virginia's Reese Beekman is returning to school. He's a great defensive player, probably one of the best defensive players in the nation. Nebraska's uh, Tominga is returning to school. It's huge news for them. Auburn's Dylan Cardwell is returning to school next year for them. They also got Johnny Broom the day before. Jaden Clark from UCLA is staying in the draft. Georgia Tech's Miles Kelly is returning to school. Uh, Tulane Sion James is returning to school. Jamal Sheed from Houston is returning to school. Oscar Sheewe is not returning to school. Auburn's Jalen Williams is returning to school. Villanova's TJ Bomba is withdrawing and returning to school. Florida Atlantic got two back, two guards, John L. Davis and Elijah Martin. They are catalysts for that FAU team um, that made it to the Final Four this past year. Expect to see FAU possibly a top-five team preseason. That's how that's how good these two guards are. They were in the draft. They are both coming back. It is huge, huge news for Dusty May um, at, at Florida Atlantic to get these two kids back. I think they were both juniors, or they'll be juniors. But that is an absolute stunner to get both of those kids back. Tennessee's Julian Phillips is staying in the draft. Utah's uh, Brendan Carlson is returning to school. Rutgers' Cliff Amayuri tells me the is returning to school, withdrawing and returning to school. It's big news for Rutgers, who had a pretty decent season in the Big Ten and getting a solid piece back to have a good team for Rutgers next year in college basketball. That's what I'm saying. So you go through all this, North Carolina got Cormac Ryan back, TCU got Damian Ball back, TCU also picked up a Kansas transfer big guy, um, Ernest Uday. Uh, they picked, a, picked up a commitment from him yesterday as well. Tristan De Silvas is going to return to school in the Pac-12. Uh, Maddie Traor from New Mexico State is returning and transferring to Maryland. Josiah Jordan James is returning to Tennessee. Um, Pretty big news for them. Bona, the big guy from UCLA, is returning to UCLA. Significant news. He's one of the leading shot blockers, one of the best um, defensive or down low defensive players, rim protectors, um, definite candidate to be a defensive player of the year type deal. Uh, Bona is a dim. Adam, I'm not sure how he pronounces it, uh, but uh, returning to UCLA, it's very significant news for them. Michigan State's AJ Hoggard is returning to school. Look for Michigan State to be improved. They're also getting Jaden Atkins back, getting two guys back. Um, Tyler Burton, who is, he's returning, he's a Richmond, he played at Richmond, and he is returning, but he is transferring to Villanova. He announced a, um, that he is transferring to Villanova. So um, Villanova gets another one coming back. Hey, guys, John is going to join me here so look at here what's up what's up i got i got john robertson with me what's happening all right hey man nothing man i've been doing a solo show here real quick you know but i told everybody you might stop stop in so i saved the baseball stuff just for you in case you in case you jumped on with me I kind of done this backwards. I was going to open with baseball because I thought you would be here. And then I was going to get into some other stuff, but I kind of reversed it all. (laughs) And now I'm doing the other stuff and I'll finish this up. And then I save the baseball stuff. So,
1: all right.
0: (laughs) Does that sound good? Sounds great. I figured you'd like that. So, all right. So talking about Villanova real quick, They got TJ Mamba back. They got Hakeem Hart back. They got Tyler Burton back to college who played at Richmond that is transferring in for another year to go with some guys that they had. Villanova, Neptune is not doing a bad job in his second year. Um, He put together a decent run towards the end of the season last year, and they crashed a few parties there towards the end of the season and nearly made the NCAA tournament, Villanova did. And now he's getting players back and returning and getting some transfers in. And like I said at the top of the show, there are some teams, and Villanova is one of them, that is getting players. Arizona is another one I said. And you look them up, they're getting Jaden Bradley from Alabama. Two days ago, Caleb Love from North Carolina announced there. They're getting Keyshaud Johnson, a top guy from San Diego State. they three top transfers at Arizona, okay? And Kentucky can't seem to get anybody want to come to their school. There's something wrong with that picture. And I, I started with that. I'm not going to go all the way back into it. But what I'm telling you is, is all around the country, college basketball in the landscape has changed. I know that five or six years ago, people was saying, oh, well, you know, college basketball has changed and the guys don't stick around like that no more and and blah, blah, blah. And you have to be able to you know, replace guys and stuff, that's not where we are anymore. With the NIL and the transfer rules, you can clearly see, I have went through this on the show before, and I'm going through this now with you guys. All the guys and all the teams that are getting players to come back. In the SEC alone, I, I in the last two shows, I have named nearly every SEC school. From Vandy to Auburn to Alabama to LSU to Mississippi to Tennessee to – I mean, you can just go down the list. Georgia had a guy come back. I mean, you can go down the list – and there's one name that's missing. I'm telling you, it's it's completely missing. And, and, and I, I'll touch on it real quick, and then I'll leave this alone. When Antonio, who is the second leading scorer on your team, who just transferred in, withdraws from the draft yesterday and then says – I'm not so sure yet. I want to check on my role with the team and check on my playing time. On a team that only has seven scholarship players, two of which he played in front of last year, and he's worried about his role on the team? Something's not right at Kentucky. When a guy like that is worried about playing time, something's not right. That's all I'm going to say. You got all these other teams and all these other basketball schools that are that are, that are bringing guys back. You see LA's getting bona back. Arizona's filling up uh, their roster. Like I said, I mean, you just go down. The, UConn got players back. Creighton got players back. I mean, you can go the list, and college basketball is looking great. I love where college basketball is. Sorry, I've got some ambulance going by here. but So I love where college basketball is. It's not in the place it was five or six years ago. Five or six years ago, all these kids, all, they, they would come in, and they, they couldn't wait to get to the pros to make money. That's not where it is anymore. I love where college basketball itself is. You've got so many of these kids that are coming back to play ball. And you've got, you've got sophomores and you've got juniors and you've got seniors and you've even got grad transfers. And you've got such a better game right now. Except Kentucky seems to be out to lunch when it comes to this. They're not getting it. And something's off, something's wrong, and I'll just leave it at that. I opened the show with what I thought would happen, but, you know, John, you're on with me now. It don't have to just be me talking. So, I mean, what do you think? I mean, there's definitely – college basketball itself, the landscape has changed, right? Correct. Over the last, like, you know, three or four years.
1: Right. And, I mean, with NIL, it is like with any sport, you're going to be able to keep some of these players in because the whole point with – with. Uh, some of these things with NIL I mean like what was happening before was that if they weren't going pro right out of school I mean like if they weren't going to the NBA they were going to the G League and or the D League or whatever you want to call yeah. the 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 league that's there they were they were going to that because that was going to pay them they were going to play and they were going to get paid
0: or some of the uh, best kids went overseas for a year or two
1: right and then you had some to make that went money. overseas yeah. Now that you have the NIL, you should still have you should have players that, that, that come and, and, and come to college, but not only come to college, but stay in college. Now, some of that is now going to cause a different effect. Now you're going to get some of those older players that just don't leave. And now you don't have enough room on rosters. So now you've got to have this spreading out of all the rosters. Um, so you'll see a lot of transfers and everything like that, but you'll see the talent will get spread out amongst all the teams. Should. <clears throat> should I mean, I
0: understand the, I understand yeah. you're going to see some transfers. I'm not right. saying. But when you see transfers, you all should be able to land transfers Correct. as well. Right, right, right. So, I
1: mean you like, know as I was saying, I mean, like you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get a buildup of talent because you're gonna have some of the older people that should have left or, or that would have left under the old ways of things, whether you know, getting pushed out or, or or being able to make it to where they went and played overseas or something like that, you know, they didn't necessarily have to go to the NBA, but you're gonna see a lot of people that would have gone tested the waters for the NBA that stick around. And that's where you're going to get just kind of this, you know, kind of backlog of talent because you're going to get all of these new freshmen coming in, but you're not going to have these like sophomores and juniors that you thought would be out of there. They're all going to stay. Yeah. And so <laughs> at least stay in college basketball, not necessarily stay with your team or with right. team that they were on, Right. but they're going to stay in college basketball so you ought to see the like, t- just this talent surge in and, college and it's basketball. happening and it, that's it what i was talking about it's exciting talent actually so, yeah.
0: for college basketball
1: i mean yeah. it's and i mean and, you and, see
0: teams like Creighton and florida atlantic and and uab you know was part of it this past year and um what was the other one that was down there with uab that was Talking about North
1: Texas, North Texas,
0: North North Texas, and I mean, you know, you're talking about these these teams that, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, they're they're not making those kind of runs
1: with those with those type of players. Well, UAB made a run fifteen years ago, but you know what I'm saying? that was was a run. That was a run. That was was with Anderson as the coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it (laughs) would never happen, but right. Right. You're not, you're not seeing, you're, you're not seeing a bunch of them at the same time together in one season. You know an what I mean? An entire like,
1: conference, right? The, right. The, an entire, yeah. the conference USA just make right. a run. You know, the, the,
0: basically the entire conference USA looks like they're one of the best teams in our best conferences in college basketball. Cause they at just the end of the season,
1: every conference tournament. Yeah. As far you as, know, the,
0: and not, you know, me wrong 15 10 go. Would one team possibly, you know, do that one or two teams across the entire country? Yes, but what I'm saying is, is you are seeing an influx of talent across the board. Yep, in college basketball.
1: Yep, and it's happening and, in baseball
0: too. And Kentucky is. Is falling behind in that mainly because even when we have gotten transfers in, they only want to be here one year because it seems like that's what kind of coach we have,
1: right? I mean, but before Just gonna it was be I mean, honest. It's all, it's all it was, it was get as many five star one and dones that you can get, coach. All you know, I mean, Calipari's gift was that he could take five prima donnas and turn them into one team by the end of the year. And, and I mean, he was that great was whole, at it. That, that was the whole, that was. And he was, was great really at it at
0: when that. that was what college basketball was. Right.
1: Now you're not, you don't necessarily need that because people are sticking around a little longer. You're not one and done anymore. So, you're, so now we've got five
0: bona fide, great freshmen coming in. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are. I'm not gonna. The class he has may be one of the best classes that he has ever gotten at Kentucky. Okay, and he's gotten some great ones with John Wall and and, and that bunch and cousins and the 2012 with Davis and and the 15 team. You know, I mean, he's gotten some really good classes. Malik right. Monk in 17 and and. And and Fox that was that come in together and bam. I mean, he's gotten some really good classes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one coming in is great, but you look around the landscape of college basketball, and you've got players like Bona coming back, and you've got players like the big guy coming back from um to Yukon, and you've got you know two big Time people come, coming back to Creighton and Trey Alexander and and you've got uh, Johnny Broom coming back to Auburn and you've got um, Alabama you've got uh, Quinterly coming back to Alabama you've got um, Sears coming back to Alabama you've got I mean when you look and I these are just some of them you look around the landscape of college basketball, and there is talent and experience
1: everywhere. You're about, like, as you're alluding to, you're about to just gain a ton more experience with with what's happening because everybody's sticking around. Yep. So.
0: And then here's Kentucky with five talented freshmen but – the landscapes not quite what it was 12 you know 10, 7 even 7 years ago right and the talent pool around the country is a lot deeper now than what it used to be
1: right right so
0: when yep. you go when you go to villanova to play at villanova it's a challenge <laughs> You know what I mean? If you go to Creighton to play at Creighton, it's a challenge. If you go to play San Diego State or St. Mary's or New Mexico, or it don't have to be these big schools, it could be the UABs and the New Mexico's and the, you know, because they have talent too. Yep. That's where college basketball is. So all these Kentucky fans that are like, well, that's what college basketball is nowadays. And, and you know, they're, they're still talking about the way college basketball was five years ago. And that's not the way college basketball is anymore. Now there's a great influx of talents Everywhere. Yeah. And Kentucky is being behind. I'm just telling you. All right. We we will move on from that because I know that's not exactly why you wanted to be on. <laughs> I I know I know one of the reasons why you wanted to be on the show. So we'll kind of get to some of that. So the true victory thing has been up on the screen. I'm also going to put up our swag on the screen here, um, and our official um, merch page there. You can scan that code. It'll take straight to our official merch page, and while you are watching, you can use our code CAST for a 15% discount. There are eight or ten shirts to choose from, from our own logo to a basketball logo to a football logo, baseball, football, volleyball, soccer, you can pick different sports. There, um, as long as, as as well as mugs, coffee mugs there, um, but you can pick stuff when you go to the checkout. Use our code Watch C S Cast again to the screen just scan the QR it'll take you right so while we're talking about college baseball here um i'll have this up on the screen so the next thing we're going to go to is tomorrow college baseball tournaments start and the region sites are set and Field of 64 is set. I actually, John, I actually really kind of like the way baseball sets up the field of 64. Uh, yeah. I kind of like it, man. I really do. I listen, I've never paid attention. I told you I've not paid attention to baseball a whole lot. Right. So I'm learning stuff this year. I'm actually paying attention to some stuff. It's got me into some stuff. And I, I was like, you know what? I really kind of like the setup that they have for the field of 64.
1: Is it because your team is actually a, a host site? No.
0: It's just I, I like the way they have the like four team host sites. And they're like sectioned off, and you get like a uh, a number one seed. You know, you got right. one, two, three, and four. I, I like that setup. It's actually really neat to think that you could, you play like first round home off games and stuff. Even second you know round I mean?
1: ones too. If you, uh, I know, you the, uh, I know you
0: get you get them in the second round too in, in the baseball. But you know, it's just it's really right. neat to think about. You know, especially baseball is a different like crowd, different. It's outdoors. It's summertime. It's hot. People are. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Uh, it's just a different atmosphere. You can't really do that in winter time when it's right. cold with basketball and that kind of stuff. But. You know, so it's just a it's a fun atmosphere, and I really kind of like the setup. Just thought I'd throw that out there while you're with me. Yep. Um, so I don't know about you, but I kind of wanted to just kind of go through each host site and okay. the teams that are in it. That's cool. And and then we'll kind of give our thoughts on who will probably come out of that region. Okay. Let's Is that it. cool?
1: That's That's cool. Let's do it.
0: All right, so the number one team overall was Wake Forest.
1: Correct. Uh,
0: they're playing George Mason, who is the four seed in theirs, and then they get uh, Maryland and Northeastern as the two and three. Right. Um, in 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 their at their host site in their region, you know, Wake Forest has overtaken LSU and every other team um, to to get number one spot. Have had a really great season, and I just. Do- don't really see another team challenging them. I know Maryland is in there. Um, they are an ACC team, so they—I'm sure they have played this year.
1: So, so one of the the well, Maryland's a Big Ten, is that right? Mean,
0: oh, that's right. They're Big Ten now. Yeah. Uh, still, yeah, yeah, they used to be. All right.
1: So, anyway, see I'm so, sorry. Uh, Wake Forest being the number one. I think of them seed, as ACC. Wake Forest being the number one overall uh, seed in the tournament, do you know how many times the number one overall seed has won it since 1999 going to this format with the uh, regionals and super regionals?
0: Uh, you sh- showed me a little bit. Was it 13?
1: Uh, that's how many times. Well, well, 14 is how many times the number one overall seed has made it to Omaha.
0: Made it to Omaha. Oh. Right. Okay.
1: But how many times no, did they actually it's probably won early. the whole thing?
0: Probably like three.
1: One, it happened the first year, 1999, Miami. One time, the number one seed overall did it. Yeah,
0: I I wasn't really talking about the whole thing here. I was just talking about winning that that, you know their their region.
1: I'm just, I'm saying the number one seed overall has only won the whole thing one time. So now they, yes, one seeds generally win their region because over that span, 17 times has a one seed you know, made it to Omaha, you know, right. coming in or whatever, like, yeah, there, there's a so whole, so that's two, a that's a
0: region and super region. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Coming all the way out. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So he, the, the way that it, the way that it is, is on the top eight seats, they're usually listed as national seats. Now, uh, they've expanded the national seeds in the last couple of years to be the top 16. So, Everybody that's a host site is actually a national seed now, as opposed to it just being the right. top eight. So, with that being said, the the numbers they just kept it to to top eight from 1999 all the way to now, even though they've expanded it about two, three, four years ago to right. to be the top 16. So number one seeds. Make the, the number one overall seed, making it to the College World Series, making it all the way to Omaha, is 14 times in the last 23 years. Okay, The number one seed has made it overall. Last year, the number one overall seed did not. They didn't even make it out of their own regional because that was Tennessee. They lost in their own regional last year. Um, and with that, only one time has the number one overall seed actually won the whole thing.
0: And again, oh, this is
1: from 1999, and that was – 1999, Miami, two seats The number two right. overall seed has made it to the College World Series 16 times and has won it three.
0: That's Florida.
1: Florida is right? the number. Florida's two the number two. Seat. They're the two seed. Yes. Yeah. They're the number two seed. Yep. So, um, the number three seed has made it to Omaha 15 times and has won it twice. And that is Arkansas. Arkansas has never won that national title. (laughs) So, um, four seed has made it 11 times and has won it once. The five seed has made it 13 times and won it twice.
0: That's LSU. I don't know. I can't remember who the four is.
1: Four is Clemson. Clemson. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Six, seven, and eight have each made it eleven times each and have zero titles.
0: Six is Vandy. Yes. Seven's Virginia. Virginia and eight is Stanford. Correct. Yeah.
1: Hey, so, I I telling you, I went through so I've been looking at some of this stuff. So, so, but but just to kind of go through, like this is what's happened over since since nineteen ninety nine. These yeah. are the these are the stats of where they were seated and who won. It, it, I wanted happy- to
0: get your take on so how many two seeds that are they're listed two seeds in these regions? How many do you think really have a shot to get to make it out of the region?
1: So you're talking about two seeds in the region? How many of them actually have a shot to to win the whole yeah, thing? So
0: so Tennessee is in there with Clemson, and Clemson's number four. I mean, they're, so the, they're the number one in their region, number four overall.
1: We actually, I think Tennessee. We, we actually have math on that too. I
0: okay. think Tennessee could possibly upset and knock off Clemson.
1: Could they? Could they? Could they? Could so it since 1999. We're gonna we're gonna go back to doing this this math since 1999 because that's where the regional super regional the, the format of 64 teams has come into play. So in that time, a one seat over 23 tournaments, one seed has won it 17 times. So a one seed in a regional. So they were one seed in the regional. So whoever was a regional host, 17 times has a regional host won the whole thing outright. Right. In the last 20, in the last 23 tournaments, a two seed has won it twice. A three seed has won it three times. I know and,
0: Mississippi done it
1: last year. Ole Miss was one of those. They, they, as, they were the most a, recent. They did it yeah. last year. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: A four-seat has won it one time. Fresno 2000, State? 2008 Fresno State. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Against Georgia. So, yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: You taught me that the, one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So – they're the only ones in the last, like I said, 23 tournaments to have done this. Um, so, but everybody else is, has has been a one seed. 17 times has a one seed done it. So, when you start looking at it and you start going through a bracket and you start start trying to figure out who, who, who you think is going to win the whole thing. Chances are it's a one seed in one of these, in one of these host sites. So it's one of the hosts of a host site is going to come out as your national champion. Now, for the most part, it's going to be a top four seat or a top five seat. That's going to do it. So, yeah. um, howsomever, I'm the idiot that just picked a six seed to win the whole thing. So <laughs> Vandy. I, picked the, I, I picked Vandy to win it. So, um i, I haven't
0: I done i haven't done picks and all that stuff i i'm, I'm so, not there yet
1: so so we can even go through my bracket here um, in the winston-salem uh one that one that we're actually talking about i have maryland actually coming out of it i actually have wake forest not winning their own their own uh regional so, region
0: as yep. a top seed,
1: huh? Mm-hmm. I have Maryland doing it. I have Maryland w- uh, winning against Northeastern, then winning the first game against Wake Forest, and then waiting until Sunday night and coming back and beating Wake Forest again. Um, All right.
0: So then the next one under that, let's go to that. you got Alabama's region. So,
1: yeah. So now you're going to the 16 region, which is Alabama, and uh, you have yeah. Alabama, Nickel State, yeah. Troy, and Boston College. Uh, again, I have the number two seed, Boston College, winning this region so i've got alabama while they've been hot i have them fizzling out right here
0: okay because alabama has played well lately correct
1: correct um and that is the tuscaloosa regional so we can go over to the gainesville florida regional right here we got florida florida and texas tech and uconn uh and uconn has been actually pretty good um but I am going to go Florida winning that regional. Um, UConn will be the runner-up in that regional. And I think it's basically just going to go chalk there, one, two, three, four, uh, as far right. as who, the, the order of finish in that regional.
0: And then the 15 is South Carolina.
1: Right. And and, um, and
0: 15 overall. Right. Carolina.
1: So, honestly, I don't think South Carolina is going to survive the regional. Um I, they have way too many people that have been out at the end of the season, and they've been spiraling down since. They have. Um, I'm have actually been surprised
0: Campbell was play. actually played pretty well this
1: year. And I would, so, I, and I actually have Campbell winning that regional with NC State actually being the runner-up in that regional, which means South Carolina is going to finish no higher than third in their own region.
0: So you think? My, you think Campbell wins the first game? North Carolina knocks off South Carolina. Uh,
1: I Basically. have, I mean, I've got yeah. I've got Campbell winning against NC State in the in game one, and then I've got South Carolina beating Central Central Connecticut State um, in their game one, and then Campbell beating South Carolina, and then South Carolina.
0: Losing, losing to,
1: NC to NC State on Sunday, yeah, the yeah. first game Sunday, yeah, right. And then Campbell beating NC State in the second game on in, Sunday, right,
0: right. I got you, right. <clears throat> yep. yep, yeah, yep. I got you. Mm-hmm.
1: All right.
0: So then the other top half of those, um, we'll go over to the other one where we were. So you got Miami, their host okay. region, and they're they've got Maine, Louisiana, and Texas as the two.
1: So I struggled with this one because this was the last one that I picked, and I went ahead and said Miami was going to win it, and Texas is the runner-up, basically just going chalk in this this regional. But um, I really did consider Texas to win it, but I just went ahead and just said that Miami would win this one.
0: All right, and then under that, you got the eight overall with Stanford playing San Jose State, Cal State Fullerton, um, as the 3 and Texas A&M as the 2 in Texas A just come on like at the very end like they were playing terrible
1: right um I'm going with Texas A&M's going to actually run out of gas in this regional here so the top two teams are going to be uh, uh, Stanford What's and up, Josh State Fullerton it's going to be Stanford and Cal State Fullerton. And I just like right now, it's just a coin flip today. Right now I've got Cal State Fullerton winning it, but before this bracket actually has to be turned in, I might switch it to Stanford, but it's going to be between those two. Okay. That's good
0: stuff. Cause Cal State Fullerton's got a pretty good team as well.
1: Yes. And and
0: Texas A&M has turned on, made it to the finals of the SEC tournament. Um, but they had and, not had a great season. They they were preseason top like six or something. But
1: right, they and just they hadn't just, had I'm a good season. Yeah, I'm just not sure about what what they'll do. So yeah, um, then we go All over. All right, to so the then Conway. we're going to.
0: Yep. Yeah, so you got Coastal Carolina, who yep. is like nine? Were they nine? Yeah, that's what I thought. I believe they, so. Ryder. No, no,
1: Miami was nine. Coastal is ten.
0: Ten. Okay.
1: Yeah, they're ten. They're
0: ten. Okay. All right. Yep. So coastal rider, uh UNC, I think it's UNC Wilmington, right? Yes. The W. Yeah. Yep. That's what I just wanted to make sure, but yeah, and yep, do you're right.
1: You're right. And do yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not really sure what rider is, but just about everybody is in the in the Carolinas <laughs> yeah. over here. So yeah. Yeah. Um I've got Coastal winning. This one it, must Duke, be played
0: in Greensboro. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, That's got, a basketball got, joke.
1: I got coastal. <laughs> I've got coastal winning it, and I've got Duke uh, as the runner-up in that regional. So just playing chalk right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, Coastal's, you know, got a good team, and I mean, I, I, I would, if I was picking, I would probably want to pick them as well. Right. And then you got Virginia, Army West Point, Oklahoma, and East Carolina as the two. And East Carolina has got a pretty good team as well.
1: Yeah, East Carolina's got a pretty good team. And uh, I actually went with uh, Virginia winning the thing, but Oklahoma as the runner-up in this. So East Carolina would be three, Army would be four um, okay. in that regional. Yep.
0: All right, so that covers the top half of the bracket. Yep. So then we'll go down to the bottom part. I guess we'll start with the LSU side. And uh, LSU is the five overall seed. Uh, Right. And and they are playing Tulane, got Sam Houston, and Oregon State in Baton Rouge.
1: And while LSU's pitching is – been up and down and been suspect. I think they can survive this this particular deal. But if anybody gets into knocks out any of their starters early, then they are in trouble. So um I don't think that got they'll got schemes
0: that they can count on. Sure, I would think.
1: But. Right, but I don't. I don't think they'll throw schemes game one. I bet they'll throw schemes game two because that'll yeah. be the game where they're expecting to play at Oregon State. So right. I bet you they throw. They they reverse and they throw uh, whoever their Saturday guy is in game one. They probably will. You're probably 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 right about that. Skeen's game two and then the hope to uh, just throw everybody. Everybody's available game three. And that's – the way you do it, hope your bats are out, you know, alive. do so you think LSU survives smarter. the
0: region? I mean, I, listen. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think,
0: I think LSU fans will go crazy if they can't even win their own region right. after being number one. I think one so too, easy. especially being
1: – Yeah. Right. And again, yeah. the bullpen is their problem, and they just need to make sure that they're hitting the ball because if, if their offense is clicking, then it really almost doesn't matter what their pitching is doing. And so I think that's what they really need to be able to do is just absolutely murder the ball. And they've got the bats to do it. They've got the lineup to do it. Um, They just have to be all on at the same time. Uh, So the next one will be the Lexington region.
0: Yeah. Then we um, got Kentucky's region.
1: Yep. So you got Kentucky ball state, Indiana and West Virginia. And honestly, I've got this one finishing up as a, uh, as chalk. So I've got Kentucky winning that region. So you'll Kentucky. Have I'm
0: pretty cool. sure I know they played Indiana, and I think they played Ball State as well. I think I know. I know they played. had probably. a center and swept it. Yeah, that was early. Probably played, ball,
1: early. State mid, probably, they they probably played ball State in mid-week, midweek games. They did play Ball State. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so, they did. I think they'll. I think they. Um, will, I think they. Their only trouble will be is to if they can get past West Virginia, and I think they'll be able to. Do
0: So, cool. um, So I like to hear that Uh, Kentucky fans will be happy to hear that. That's all. That's on with me. So we got Vandy, um, and they are the number six seed overall, and they got Eastern Illinois, Xavier, and Oregon in their bracket in their bracket in their region.
1: With what I've said, with what I've said earlier, uh, so you you better know that I'm actually Josh. It's not a single
0: elimination. He asking Josh uh, is asking if it's a single elimination. It's not.
1: It's it's double elimination for the for the regionals, and then it is a best two out of three for super regionals, and then it's an 18 double elimination tournament for the College World Series. But then when you have the final two teams, the final, it's a
0: two out of yeah, three. And
1: then when you get the final, it's a best two out of three. So you have a, yeah. a, a three-game series, you know, the best two. You win the first two, you win it. So, um, but I've got Vanderbilt winning the national regional, and um, again, I think this is going to finish chalk with Vanderbilt, Oregon, and then Xavier, or yeah, then Xavier, then Eastern Illinois. All right.
0: So then we go down to the
1: Stillwater. Yep. Regional. So you've got Old Roberts, Washington, and and Dallas Baptist, Uh, and I've got here Dallas Baptist winning the regional beating Oklahoma State.
0: Okay. That sounds so. like the, I I feel like that could probably happen. Yep. Um then you go over to your to region.
1: Yep. To the Auburn region. Auburn. Yep. The Auburn region. So. I said
0: yours because you know, you yeah. Know, yeah. Auburn.
1: Yeah.
0: Alam and fan. Right. So, so Auburn.
1: Yeah. We got Auburn, Pennsylvania. Um Sanford and Southern Miss. Uh Penn, if you just want to recall, Penn early in the season took two out of three at Alabama. So just to kind of refresh, refresh everybody's memory. They are the four seed in this tournament, uh, in this regional. Uh Sanford, I believe, right. Auburn handled Sanford well during the season. I can't remember, but Sanford did play very well in yeah, the conference did. tournament. They won their conference tournament. And got the automatic bid. They won three games in one day to do it. So okay. Just so you know um, they got the three seed Southern Miss is a two seed Southern Miss has always been pretty good. Uh, so Auburn, I think this one will finish chalk. Auburn one, Southern Miss two, same for three, pin four. Okay. Uh, and then under that then one under then we got go Clemson against the Clemson. Yep, you got Clemson, Lipscomb, right. Charlotte, so and Clemson, Tennessee. Ten- yep. Right. And this is the this all one orange. This is going to be one where I Right. It's the all orange. Well, for Charlotte Charlotte's not orange. I know. I'm yeah. just messing. Charlotte's the only one. <laughs> Charlotte doesn't have orange. They they're just green and white, but um Anyway, I've got Clemson winning the regional. Uh, again, this is one of those that I could I could flip a coin and try to and and and, and figure out whether Tennessee is going to do it. But I have Clemson doing. So it So right Tennessee
0: now. doesn't get out of the region again after being the number one overall seed last year. And yeah, yeah. this one
1: right here, they're just a two seed in the region. <clears throat> they're not even in the right. top sixteen. Right, um, I got you. Right, but then they were it,
0: preseason. They were thought to be.
1: Yes, they were. They were. They were.
0: <clears throat> All right.
1: So then we're gonna go over
0: to Indiana States. I think they are the fourteen. Are they number fourteen, mm-hmm. I believe? Uh
1: yeah. So fourteen's Indiana State, fifteen was uh, North Carol- or South Carolina, and sixteen was Alabama. So yeah, fourteen. Yeah. They're the fourteen seat.
0: All right. So okay. Indiana State, right, North Carolina, and Iowa Whoa. is their
1: bracket. Right. So I don't know There's too much regions. about Iowa baseball. I don't know too much about Iowa baseball. North Carolina is usually pretty good. Wright State's usually you know, fairly decent at this, and I don't know a ton about Indiana State other than they were good enough to be a host. So um, I have North Carolina winning this one. I could be okay. dead wrong, but I went North Carolina with Iowa as a second. I think Indiana State will be pumped that they're hosting, but I don't. Think they're going to do much with it?
0: All right, and then we're going to um, finish up with Arkansas.
1: Yeah, uh, look, TCU is really good. Arkansas just knows how to win. Okay, so Arkansas doesn't have the offensive stats to wow anybody, but they just know how to win, and they win with you know <clears throat> great pitching and timely hitting. And I think with the, you know, ten to 15,000, you know, people, you know, person crowd that's going to be there, it's, I mean, that, it, that place is going to be sold out, it's going to be loud. And outside of TCU that ha, might have played in an environment like that, I mean, even Arizona in the West, while baseball is really, you know, can be really good, they still don't draw crowds like what Arkansas is about to, about to bring. Okay, Santa Clara,
0: so, you would think yeah. they would have a good baseball program out there. Yeah,
1: good baseball program, but still doesn't mean that they draw crowds. They don't right. have like sellouts of fifteen. I just 000. meant their
0: first round matchup. You would think Santa Clara would
1: would right. be. They're going to be good. You know, but they're not a they're decent good. team. Well, yes, yes. Everybody that's in this tournament is going to be pretty, pretty good, pretty decent. Yeah. So, yeah, because um, yeah. you can look at some of the teams that miss the tournament and go, ooh. You know, right. There are some teams that are really good that missed, and TCU's um, had a, had a pretty good year so, out of the Big Twelve as well. So,
0: I mean, pretty right, decent.
1: Right. That's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, that puts us with matchups with Maryland versus Boston College, Miami versus Cal State Fullerton, LSU versus Kentucky, Auburn versus Clemson, and on the other side we have Florida versus Campbell. Coastal Carolina versus Virginia, we have Vanderbilt versus Dallas Baptist, and North Carolina versus Arkansas in the Super Regionals. That would be uh, what we would have in the Super. And the regionals. Super
0: Regional is a two out of three series, right?
1: It is. It's a two out of three, and the only one where we I wouldn't have a a guaranteed site because of the fact of you know who, who's won these games. The, the only one that I would be kind of questioning as to where they would actually play it is the Maryland-Boston College. If, in fact, Maryland faces Boston College in the Super Regional, I wouldn't know exactly where that site would be at because, you know, um, Boston College is a two-seed. Maryland's a two-seed. So I would think that it would be at Maryland because Maryland is at the two-seed of the one-seed versus the two-seed of the 16-seed. So right. – I would think it's at Maryland, but yeah. uh, that's that. That's my initial guess is that it would be played at Maryland. Uh, everywhere else, it's pretty clear cut. If we had Miami, Cal State Fullerton, it's in Miami. If we had right. LSU, Kentucky, it's in LSU. If right. we had Auburn versus Clemson, it's in Clemson. You know, if we've got Florida versus Campbell, it's at Florida. If we've got Coastal versus Virginia, it's at Virginia. And if we've got uh, Vanderbilt, Dallas Baptist. It's Vanderbilt, and if we've got North Carolina versus Arkansas, it's at Arkansas. So, um, right. yeah. So,
0: and that that'll get us through the first weekend here and into the second weekend uh, with the matchups that you're talking about now. Correct. That would be the second weekend, um, right. and the super regional round. Yeah. Um So that kind of is our kind of concludes our preview for. The opening round and the opening, opening rounds, I guess I should say, and the opening weekend for uh, college baseball. I, I, do y'all call that the road to Omaha? Do you call it the,
1: yeah, road to Omaha? That'll work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So in this, in this, because it's not technically the
0: college world series yet. So I want to say that, but it's not.
1: So in this, in this, Setting that I've got already in the in the first Weekend, I would have out of uh, the 10 teams that the SEC is bringing to regionals I've got at least three, I believe That are going to lose in week one The first weekend Let me count and see how many have I got left So I've got uh, One, two, three, four, five six. So I had four losing in the first weekend.
0: Okay. Um, I so had you South got Carolina, six out of, Alabama. Six out
1: of 10. Yes. Yeah. South Carolina and Alabama being the two host teams to not make it out. And then a uh, and and Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. were the two teams that they didn't make it out of their own regional as well. Uh, okay. But they were number two seats. So yeah. Yep.
0: All right, John. I appreciate you being on with me. We uh, ran the time here, but uh i i knew that we kind of run close there but i appreciate yeah. being on with me and doing this baseball stuff if you can be next thursday and do the baseball stuff with me it'd be great uh jason's been joining me on tuesdays and we've been doing fun with with that with jay tuesdays so i'm good there um but uh we will uh maybe be on sunday and kind of wrap some of this up uh but i'm not real sure so okay we i know we won't be on in a couple of weeks um for when father's day happens on a sunday i know for sure so anyways we are college sports cast we have covered um some basketball and kentucky stuff and we've covered um nba decisions we've covered um some SEC football schedule talk that I that I that I t- opened the show with, and we have covered college baseball. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. John, I appreciate you being by, and uh, we will uh, see you on either Sunday or Tuesday.